0: up this fish, misguided fishing episode 3 part 2 of Say you want to be a guide on the first part we dealt with actually dealt with the marketing of it what we thought think it takes to build a business today yeah. we're going to talk about the nuts and bolts yeah kind of the hardware
1: hardware which, uh, what you need think, to thing you operate yeah, yeah things yeah. you gotta have let's start with the fishing report though this time um we've had inshore action's been pretty steady trout puppy drum I'd say Puppy Drum's been a little more productive than the trout, yeah. you
0: say? Ever since it's heated up, winds water's gotten really hot in the sound. Mm-hmm. Trout have stopped biting after about <laughs> 7.30 in the morning, it seems. Yeah. For me, better boats like you probably still call them, but... Yeah. Uh, the
1: ocean fishing, there's been some... Uh, the Ribbon Fish, one of Donnie's favorites. Um, he's a professional ribbon Got bit guy. for the first time this year. Love <laughs> my ribbon. Ribbon Fish, uh, some Spanish mackerel showed up, so... Yeah, that's a fun fish to catch and decent eating. So. You caught
0: them casting today, right?
1: Yeah, they were kind of breaking some little minnows and just throwing some sting silvers, kind of running and gunning, so that's pretty fun. Albacores, um, good light tackle action. So we got that out in the ocean, uh, caught a couple small cobias yesterday, so there's still a few of them swimming around. Good. So it's always nice to have that <clears throat> kind of option You know, while you're trolling around for Spanish or you're ribbon fishing or something, you can sit in the tower and look for (laughs) yeah, look for a
0: cobia or maybe see a school of drum or you know maybe maybe. It's interesting. That's kind of what summertime fishing is, man. It's a lot of different species sometimes. Yeah. It's just that not all of them bite on the same on the same day. Yeah. So what you caught yesterday might not be there, and you got to go do something. Yeah. You
1: can't chase yesterday's fish. That's probably
0: why I, I carry. 20 rods on my boat for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that brings us to um,
1: kind of some of the, the rods and reels
0: and the tackle that you got to buy to get into this business. You want to say you got to get a boat or you just want to talk about rods and reels first? Well, no I think you definitely
1: me. have to get a boat. Um, that would probably help your operation a little bit if you get a boat.
0: Yeah, and seriously, you if you want to be an inshore guide, which is what we, kind of, we are, at Fish and Center they call us open boats, but yeah. inshore, nearshore, whatever you want to call it, I don't think you can go wrong with the center console.
1: Yeah, center console is definitely the ideal setup. Um, I run a bay boat, a 24-foot bay boat. Um, I'm actually getting away from that style boat. it has got its pluses and minuses, but uh, I'm getting away from the elevated casting deck platform. Um, a lot of the average charters, they don't like to go up there. They, won't, they don't like to stand up there and they're not comfortable. They have you know just kind of relatively poor sea legs so they just don't feel comfortable up there which is fine i understand but um it 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 just makes my boat fish a lot smaller than it really is so i guess the just kind of fully enclosed setup is is more ideal for what we do
0: you mean fully enclosed boat? enclosed
1: transom enclosed bow you know that your clients can lean up against the gunnel
0: anywhere on the boat but that's interesting because you said there are there are advantages to it, and I'm not afraid to admit there are days where, when you're catching the redfish up there in a foot and a half of water, mm-hmm. I can't get to it my boat. Yeah, and that's an, that's a disadvantage of my boat. My boat's a little bigger, a little deeper, but when that stuff gets in the shallow water, Dave puts it on me, man. It's I gotta just leave. I gotta pick up and go to tell <laughs> the guys I gotta get somewhere else. So we can sit there and watch that guy hoot and holler and catch fish all day, but it's not man. Really but fun. I don't know. I'm kind of
1: figuring out over the years that. Um, where you kind of sacrifice the shallow water you're you're gonna make up ten times over with just being comfortable you know handling all the wind chop that we have day to day and um you know just just being more comfortable day to day i mean I'm definitely gonna miss the days of being in a foot of water and catching catching drum, but I think that
0: I think that's about the only thing I'm losing out on yep. Bay Boat, if you don't know what we're talking about, just Google it, man. It's really popular. Just low
1: gunnels, you know, really shallow draft, kind of lightweight, uh, casting deck style boat. Um, really a great boat for inshore, kind of half-day light tackle fishing, but uh, our business is so much more than that here that um, it it's just really not the perfect setup. I and it's, there really isn't a perfect setup. No, you got to have multiple boats. <laughs> yeah. But um,
0: let's talk a little bit about the price. Um, yeah. What could a person... Find your boat for new versus used. I mean, what are they looking to spend? I mean, man, I think you gotta shop used. I mean, the price of new boats, especially getting into the business
1: right now, is just it's crazy, man. I mean, you, I think you can get a nice used setup for twenty to twenty-five grand. Yeah, that's what I would say. Twenty-three foot Maycraft or a Seahawk or or something like that.
0: I think if you're trying to get in the business and you've never you don't have a business yet, that's what you need to plan on spending, and that's probably the route you need to go. Is in that twenty-three foot range. It's yeah. not too small. You can accommodate you know, three or four people comfortably mm-hmm. and you're not going to break the bank. If it doesn't work out, you can probably get rid of it, Yeah, which is what I tell people all the time, man. Get something and if you have to get out, you can get out of it. Yeah, you can sell boats for about the same as you pay for yeah. them for
1: years and years. And the hull's
0: going to be fine. It's, it's, yeah. They don't go bad unless you sink it. Right. It's, the, it's the motor, which is a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Once you, you get into it, plan on every five years. Put money, money away every year, and every five years, you're going to repower. Yeah, I mean, if
1: you're running full-time, you're going to put about a 1,000 hours a year on that's
0: it. That's about right, yeah. On average, so
1: if you get 5,000 hours out of an outboard, yeah, that's that's, that's pretty put your good. picture in the
0: paper, you get 5,000.
1: <laughs> anyway, no. so
0: there we go, 25 grand right off the top, plan on that, plan on yeah. spending that. Yeah. Now you own a boat, you got it in the driveway, you got to go fishing, what are you going to use? What kind of rods and reels and all the setups, what do we got to have?
1: Um, I've got about three different size outfits that I just kind of do everything with. Um, I don't know about you, but, uh, I do like a 2,500 series spinning yeah. setup with, um, light braided line and that's my speckled trout, puppy drum, just light tackle, artificial or live bait fishing. Um, I carry six of those, you know, one or two for backup. And then, um, kind of a mid range setup, which is like a 4,000 size setup with, uh, kind of a 20 25 pound braid and I use that for wreck fishing or cut bait fishing for drum or um, just kind of a step up setup and then um, and then your bucktails and your cobia big drum fishing setups like a five or six thousand series so you know you can you got six of those you're carrying I carry four of those so uh, about 15 outfits or so, and the average about I don't know 100 dollars a piece. I think a little more. 120. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was I was figuring I was doing the math in my head today when I was in the tower not looking for cobia. i figured about 150 bucks a piece if you want to.
1: Yeah, that's I mean, about right. Your reels,
0: even on a discount, you're going to spend 85 to 100 bucks. Most guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, I might have undershot that a little bit.
0: Not everybody's sponsored like you are. <laughs> okay, please. Yeah, but um, I was thinking. I think conservative, 150 bucks per setup. So Mm -hmm. there, six of them, Mm -hmm. right out the gate. There's 150. There's 900 bucks in just trout outfits. Yeah, right out the gate. Yeah, you got. got, And you got to have them. Mm -hmm. You got to have them because you're going to have one at least once a week. Something's going to break on a rod, either a tip, a guide, or the reel. So you yeah
1: run through a lot of rods, man. It's um usually the rod tips or you know. Guys will just sword fight, hit them together, and <laughs> <laughs> they'll break them, you know, six or eight inches down. or You know, I just replace them with $20, $30 rods because it's really pointless to, to put a lot of money that's into interesting. a rod. I, I, feel, I feel better about buying nice reels and kind of lower-end rods than the other way
0: around. I I just learned that I'm the exact opposite. Are you? Yeah, I always (laughs) tell people, until you sold me on the BGs, I always told people I buy cheap reels because I know they're gonna break down anyway. Yeah. And and this is actually, the first year, I actually started doing it last year, the first year I spent money on reels, real money. Mm -hmm. But I would spend money on rods. So so I wouldn't use two-piece rods and I was using stuff that wasn't gonna break on me. Yeah. And i
1: mean cool. i can see it both ways i just i feel like i need a reel that i can rely on and that you know a rod you can k- kind of get by with a cheap rod and it's not going to cost you a fish like a reel might with with your drag set up or you know something failing on your reel is going to be more costly than
0: your rod Maybe. And, uh, I don't know. Um, no, that's I, just my theory. That's just something theory. I just learned about you that yeah, <laughs> I, I went cheap on the reels. You went cheap on the rods. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Got to go cheap somewhere. But um, so just on your small stuff, I'm saying conservative. Well, I say around 900 bucks to get going. Just just on your small stuff, your 2500 mm-hmm. class. That's
1: month. your most often used
0: equipment. Yeah. Well, this time of year, mm-hmm. what Kobe fishing you're using? And I'm not going cheap on my rods. No,
1: you can't go cheap there. You don't want to. I always think to myself, you know, would I throw this outfit at a 100 pound fish? Because you literally can come across one at any moment. And, you know, it's it's a fish of a lifetime. And I wouldn't want a, you know, me trying to save a few bucks. No. Cost a fish of a lifetime. So that's what I always have in the back of my mind. Would I throw this at a 100 pound fish? That has to do with my line, my leader, my reel, my rod. Um that's just kind of what I think in the back of my head when I'm setting everything
0: up. So I I guess for me when I was doing the math on my Kobe stuff, mid-range stuff, it's about 250 a setup. So. Yeah. So there's a grand mm-hmm. I carry. I've got six of them. So that's that's 1500 just in Kobe rods.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think in a nutshell you can get in this business for 30 30 grand and you know, relatively speaking that's it's not that expensive. For a, for, for a business, for a business investment. So, you know, plus you have a boat, you get to enjoy with your family, and you know, it's not just just going to sit there. It's got multiple uses. So, um, yeah, thirty grand, get in the business. Gets, well, you know, then you got your insurance, then you yeah, got your licenses, we and then we got it got keeps going. <laughs> you
0: gotta, um, you're you're required to carry liability insurance, mm-hmm. and
1: it's depending on the cost of your boat I mean you can probably expect 1200 a year at yeah, least
0: $1,200 a year mm-hmm. that's exactly what I was gonna say we're winging it we're right on we're in sync How about yeah that? well funny um
1: we're in the business
0: <laughs> so you got to but you got to have that you can't you can't skip on that because if somebody goes down on your boat you don't have insurance you, you're out of business yeah well they're gonna be your bill boss now or something yeah um luckily I haven't had to go down that path no, Yeah, i don't know anybody that has but blanket license that's small chunk change but you got to have it that's 250 mm-hmm. a year in this state um if you want to get all the permits for fishing offshore legally for tuna or whatever else that's out there outside of three miles that you want to catch all that costs money as well
1: yeah but that's pretty cheap as well it is so yeah. the expenses from this point on are really once you start fishing once you start getting trips, I mean your tackle, your ice, your fuel, all that
0: stuff. So I can't remember what my expenses were last year. But, um,
1: I think I burn about hundred twenty gallons a week, something like that, fishing seven days a week. I so burned. Um, do the math on that.
0: Fifteen grand in fuel last year. Yeah. So I'm burning gas. That sounds about right. Yeah. And we're cheap in my marina
1: yeah a lot yeah. cheaper than me
0: yeah
1: I got we burn non we have non-ethanol fuel only so I think I mean which is like great for my motor I guess I don't know how much it matters when you burn it all every day but it's like 315 320 a gallon so
0: yeah, we're cheaper than that Quite, we're using 87 octane but anyway good yep. burn a lot of fuel sets so a um, lot of
1: fuel a lot of ice a lot of tackle um,
0: incidentals, foul weather gear sucks when you get rained on and you don't have a jacket to put on yeah it's another hundred bucks so
1: what what else is there to talk about as far as expenses I mean that's pretty much it
0: you want to have a tower on your boat
1: (laughs) I mean if you get a used boat for 25 grand it's probably gonna have a tower on it don't you think I
0: don't know a lot of boats without towers seven grand yeah. Just count on it if you don't have one. Drop another seven. Find somebody. They'll put it. Do some welding. Yeah. Plan on um. Breaking down. Learning how to work on your stuff. Yeah, that's easy. a big
1: one, man. Um, yeah, we didn't really talk about that, but I mean, as far as like just your routine maintenance on your motor, I mean, you can count on doing a oil change about every two weeks or so. Yep. And that's if you're running a,
0: every two weeks, yeah, it's every hundred hours, change oil, and. It's, you got to learn to do it yourself, and it's easy. It's it easy. really is. It's,
1: I, I did you just siphon yours out of the dipstick yeah. hole? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can buy a, buy a pump for seventy bucks on Amazon, mm-hmm. and do it yourself. Don't take it to a dealer and spend three hundred bucks to get your oil changed when you can do yeah. it. Takes you about 45 it top, minutes, top to bottom, for forty bucks on your own. Yeah. 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 It's really about the same. So
1: seventy bucks, get your oil and your and your oil filter, knock it out one afternoon, no problem. So, um, one of the nice things though, one, one of the, uh, things that you really need to kind of figure out is just the ins and outs of your boat and being able to just diagnose and repair a lot of stuff on your own. Cause that's going to really save you in the long run. Yeah. Um, especially not only like kind of saving some downtime, but you know, saving money and just having a, a, a really good understanding of your boat and, um, you know, you might be able to. Save your ass one day while you're on the water, you know. Yeah. Uh, just ha- just knowing all your electricals and just kind of the ins of the outs of, and the ins and outs of your outboard, and you know, being able to fix a lot of stuff on your own. Exactly.
0: Cool. I mean, it's serious. Can't stress it enough. If, and I'm I'm no gearhead whatsoever, but man, those guys are making 120 bucks an hour now. Yeah. And they deserve it because some of that stuff's really high tech, complex shit. Right. But if you can do stuff like he replaced his helm last week on his own i mean that saves you a ton of money yeah if you can find a used one or whatever you get put it in yourself and save yourself a ton of money plus you're not going to be sitting at a um, a dealer waiting for them to get to work on
1: it yeah i mean you can count day. on three or four days at least yeah some, it's in the middle of the summer man everybody's boats are breaking down left and right those guys are so busy that you know you can you can count on being down a few days and they, they usually they're usually pretty good about trying to get you you know Moved up a little bit on the on the line, but still.
0: But do it your, if you anything you can learn to do yourself. Do it yourself because like I said, 120 bucks an hour when you're not fishing, you're paying somebody 120 bucks an hour instead of you making money. Yeah, you get behind real quick. How about dockage? What do you pay for dockage? Um, over at Oregon Inlet, I'm a little ours is a little more expensive than yours. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of fees like booking fees, whether they book me a trip or don't book me any trips. You still gotta pay. It. I still have to pay it. It's different everywhere, but I can count on five grand a year. Really? Okay. I mean, five grand, excuse me, five grand a year for dockage.
1: That's the prestigious Oregon Inlet Fishing Center. You can
0: can get away for much less. Meaning we have fish cleaners. (laughs) I have a water hose.
1: Yeah. We got fish cleaners too for a lot cheaper. Um, Yeah. I think it's $10 a foot per month um, where I'm at in one cheese. And, um,
0: but would you once recommend- you pull the
1: boat out you don't have to pay that so it's kind of cool that way you know you you keep it in from april to november and then that
0: is that's a good deal for you yeah but would you recommend it a slip put leaving the boat in the water 100 <laughs> percent.
1: man when i when i made that change it was like i i was, my I, there was no going back first two
0: years in business dave trailered his for the first three years or so in business man yeah after you get off the boat and tie it up and walk away, it's just worth it. You know what really sucks? Is when you're back into the slip, or you're back into the drop your boat in the water, and your tire falls off your trailer. It floats <laughs> <and laughs> yeah. away.
1: Yeah, dude. The trailer thing is just a nightmare, man. It's just, It's always a bearing blowing out or a leaf spring. Just eroding, cor- corroding away, something. You're dumping in something salt water. Everybody I don't know what the I don't know what the hesitation was for me. I don't I don't know if like I didn't want to bottom paint my boat. <laughs> I think that was the thing. Like it, I felt like it was just going to really just make
0: my boat. Don't more. pay somebody 400 bucks to bottom paint your boat either. Yeah, you can yeah. do what you say. it yourself. Sand it and paint it. If you, you got a 13 year old son, he can do it for you. <laughs> yeah, you just supervise.
1: Yeah. So, um, I think everybody kind of ends up trailering in the beginning for a little while for some reason but man once you put that thing in the water and you just back your truck right up to it and i I don't know the biggest difference for me was like at the end of the day you know you you hose her off and you take your stuff and you go home and you're done and and i remember when i was trailering it was like backing into the driveway and you know that's where i washed it and I don't know, man. It was just, I just felt like there was another hour, hour and a half of stuff to do after I got oh, home yeah. when I wanted to just be hanging and out with you the start family.
0: And it and it ends up looking like
1: a... It, yeah, 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 cool. yeah. So highly recommended to go ahead and just put it in the water, bottom paint it. Um, it's just going to make life a lot easier for you. And then you it also really have
0: disability. It's your marina. Yeah. People walking by, I see you I See you down there and talk yeah. to you.
1: Yeah. I've, I've, I've definitely booked, booked some trips that way, man. People just eating lunch and like hey you know you got anything else open this week we'd really love to go you know they see you offload your catch and so just another way to generate business yeah that's great
0: all right well we can't stress enough you get in this business and you're new at it so now you own a boat you got the tackle you're doing some marketing one thing you still got to do and you got to do it every day man is you got to go fishing yeah if you're not booked you got to go fishing you got to get other people talking about you that guy goes fishing man he's catching let's get him some trips yeah
1: man yeah just, just just
0: and that's gonna be on your own dime
1: it really is but man it's just gonna pay off i mean having a lot of backup options and um just having different places to go and different things to target on all different wind directions tides conditions um you know you got people that have really high expectations and you got to make something happen, yeah, no matter can, what kind of conditions you're, you're dealing with. See
0: it, man. You can't be that guy that goes and sits in one spot for four hours and doesn't move. <laughs> yeah, just waiting,
1: just hoping. Uh, they
0: bit once here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do a lot of, I don't know. I call it running and gun. Yeah, just, too. you know, if it's if it's not happening really quick, you go on to the next thing, and you really just looking for that red hot bite versus mm-hmm. just waiting them out
0: i can't sit there man and not get bites
1: you just yeah you don't know if it's going to happen yeah. or not and you don't have enough time to sit and wait <laughs> you, gotta, you
0: gotta you gotta land right on something you gotta you gotta get the effort people gotta recognize you're giving them the effort man, yeah yeah just sitting there smoking cigarettes like some guys and
1: we talk about this a lot man like the four-hour trip you know you make one wrong turn and yeah. you're you're test so um just fishing a lot and um you know having a really good game plan every day and kind of knowing your tides and knowing your conditions and um just just kind of having a game plan yeah so well, spe- you can't really wing it as much as we're winging this podcast you can't you can't really wing your fishing not, as man. much go, go, go fishing. <laughs> go fishing. spend the money
0: spend the money on the boat you want to be in the business go fishing yeah. every day be that guy that fishes when he's not fishing
1: mhm
0: all right that's all i got that's it man so what are we going to do next round? No, we are going to start having guests because me and you are running out of shit to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we're going to bring somebody on here.
1: Who um, wants to join us? We've yeah. got a couple of people, but we'll see if they really yeah, follow Yeah, if you've got
0: something to say, drop us a line, man. We'll yeah. talk to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks for the good feedback so far, man. Um, check us out. We're going to try to do this about every week and kind of launch it uh, midweek, Wednesdays. That's kind of our game plan. We're trying to get on a, a set yeah. schedule. I know you guys are really... Really looking forward to every episode. So, we're gonna try to get a tight schedule for you guys. Just stay on top of it.
0: Alright, I'm done with <laughs> Dave away. Dave, stop money. Thanks, guys.